All right, welcome back to the Fans of Life podcast. We're really looking forward to, we have been looking forward to, and now we finally have Zach on the podcast. So say I've hello, been patiently, Zach. I've been patiently waiting my turn. As soon as I said that I was going to start a podcast, Zach was like, I'm going to be on your podcast. Let me on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ezra, I want to thank you. I understand that I'm your first guest in this <laughs> in this flagship episode of Fans of Life. It's great to be here. Uh, we're basically on the scale of Rogan, except we're just missing the marijuana and the various liquids. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, I'm joking. Yeah, we do not do we do not partake of the the. Well, the things. The devil's lettuce. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to talk about Joe. Not Rogan, while we're recording. I feel like Joe Rogan is the, like the most talked about podcast. I mean, it's probably it, it is the most he has the most listened to podcast, which is crazy considering the crazy things that he does on that podcast. Yeah, he goes from uh, hosting Fear Factor <laughs> and <laughs> calling fights to one of like the most uh, popular talk show people in the world. So. That's pretty cool, but I, I do appreciate you having me, man. I, I love the podcast. I love what you're doing, and uh, I think it's great. So I have often remarked that you are the funniest person that I know. So if anyone was ever going to start a podcast, I'm glad it's you. That you must not have many funny people in your life. <laughs> I'm pathetic. <laughs> no, um, but so we love to talk about fandoms and what gets us up in the morning. And one of your top fandoms, of course, is Godzilla. Yes. So Godzilla is a huge fandom known all over the world, uh, over 36 mm -hmm. films, multiple television series, and of course, a huge industry of figure, figurine collecting, mm -hmm. um, books, all of that. Um, it is a probably a fandom that are not, a, not, well, a lot of people are in, but nowhere near as popular as some of the American, like strictly American fandoms. Yeah, it's, um, it, it's pretty big. Um, it doesn't get a whole lot of attention, uh, in particular, like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and things like that. But I think one of the reasons being is because the Godzilla fandom, by and large, is extremely loving and accepting and is nowhere near as toxic as like the Star Wars fandom has been or how the Lord of the Rings fandom with Rings of Power getting ready to come out. You know, when it comes to... Godzilla, it seems like people are honestly just happy to have more content and you have your preferences, your likes and your dislikes, but I don't think I've ever seen anyone say, gosh, this is trash and run it down like hardcore. They just said, huh, it wasn't for me. And that's, that's why I really like being a part of that fandom. Was there, was there a little bit of that? Was, is it legendary films that came out with the three newest films, right? Yes. Yes. So, so legendary came out in 2014, uh, with, Godzilla. It's just titled Godzilla. Yeah, um, and there was some backlash on that film. There, there was. Um, a lot of people thought it was going to be very similar to the TriStar version that came out in the late '90s. Uh, with Is that the one that has like the end wars? <laughs> Matthew Broderick. Oh <laughs> no, that's a different one. No, okay. th that's a different one. Uh, but, yeah, and that one wasn't bad. I mean, I don't think it, it was, was not a Godzilla movie. No, it was not, a good. That it was a, a monster movie. movie. One, of my, one of my favorite movies growing up because i think yeah i watched if, it at a pretty young age and it was you, exciting but if you took godzilla out of it and just swapped in anything else it would have been phenomenal but because just, because it was godzilla 
everyone was like boo yeah that, the uh what's the the slang they use the the fish mo- the fish the fish monster godzilla oh the tuna people eater. call it tuna, tuna the, tuna, the tuna eater um, yeah and again not not a bad film but you had to have seen no. that movie to get that reference by the way tuna it's it's a whole thing i won't get into now but uh what were you saying sorry no yeah no good movie but yeah again not mm-hmm. not a true godzilla movie right. and then there was a little bit of backlash with the first legendary yeah well with 2014 what it was um you hadn't really heard a whole lot about Godzilla in a while. And I mean, they were, had been making some movies, uh, Toho had been, but nothing on the level like they were making in the nineties when you had like, that's kind of when Godzilla peaked up in until, the 90s? up until legendary, oh, uh, up, oh, okay. up until the, the, uh, up until Warner brothers and legendary made a deal with Toho. That pretty much was like where most true fans were like, okay, I quit watching then. Um, and with Godzilla, when it came out in 2014, people were just very uh, skeptical because of the other one, because of how, I don't want to say how bad it was, but it was not received well, in particular in Asia. The Japanese hated that movie. The Asians hated that movie. I, I will say it's a boring story. Yeah, in it, my it opinion. is. It, 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 there wasn't enough Godzilla, and the, the human side of it was just not, right. it, not exciting. But they definitely went the right direction with the next two next three yeah yeah they uh, brought so or skull island technically what made that those movies work what made that series work is that the directors that helmed those projects were mega fans that's what made it uh they had people that were godzilla geeks that loved godzilla grew up very similar to how i did uh watching godzilla playing with godzilla toys and just were big fans of what the community affectionately calls the G-Man. You'll hear them say G-Man. That's that's them talking about Godzilla. And additionally, they actually got the rights from Toho. They actually went to Toho in Japan and said, hey, we want to make them. And Toho gave them the rights for three movies. And they got with that the music, Godzilla's signature roar. Uh, there were certain conditions with that, like they couldn't kill Godzilla off. Uh, there, there were certain... Godzilla has to win. Godzilla, <laughs> basically, yeah. Um, they're like, we don't want you to make Godzilla overly emotional. Uh, I, I know that's kind of a weird, a weird clause. Like, that, well, because because with Kong, he's an emotional creature. Kong and Godzilla is, the is traditionally not. Right. I mean, it is there. You you do see bits of it. And you obviously, do... for us, Godzilla is the hero. Usually, right. right. Well, um, you do see. Godzilla's expressions, but it's not as just on the nose as Kong and, uh, you know, the similarities between us and monkeys. We see it a little bit more in him than we do in Godzilla. But yeah, I, I would say I think that they are some of the best movies that have come out about Godzilla. And, you know, there are going to be people that don't agree with that. There, there always are. But by and large, the fan base absolutely loved them. I know I did. I, I really enjoyed them. And I'm looking forward to what's coming out later. Oh yeah, I I thought that King Kong versus Godzilla, top notch film, like, action action really, to the hill, action, yeah, <laughs> action packed, really good. Um, and then you've got good actors in there, um, as well as a good human story. But there was far, especially in that film, there was enough monsters. 
Yes. Like you, you got you got the thrill of giant monsters fighting, and that's throughout really, the entire film, right? Yeah. Exactly, and that's that's what makes them great. Well, they dumped a ton of money in the CGI. Like they have been doing that, but you actually had fights in broad daylight, which is extremely difficult to do. Yeah, and so like in Godzilla, the the first legendary film, Always there was night. like like here's a shot of Godzilla's foot. Oh, look, isn't that cool? And then, yeah. oh, look at all this smoke, and Godzilla's in the smoke. Yeah, you'll and... see him come out of the smoke. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. Dark. Yeah, but you yeah. see, when you actually see him in the daylight, that's that's when you realize just what a wonderful job they did. How yeah. good he looks. He looks good. He looks like he is ready to fight. Plus, when you see him. plus, uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. If you haven't seen the film, spoilers ahead. Um, we were like, oh my goodness. They said there's going to be a definite winner. There was. <laughs> there was a definite winner, and it was obviously our man, yeah, Godzilla. It was Godzilla. Um, but they did it in a way that you still loved Kong at the end of it. And right. so at the end of it, they actually have to work together to fight Mechagodzilla. Godzilla, yeah. Which yeah, is a pretty was, cool rendition of Mechagodzilla. Well, I will say I was very impressed with their version of Mechagodzilla. And I looked, and I had seen some of the other designs that they had, and I'm like, Thank you, Lord, that they did not go with those because the, the definitely other ones a just more looked... slender Mecha Godzilla than yeah. renditions in the past. Yeah, well, he he didn't look super fancy, and that's the trap that you fall in where you're like, oh, let's make a robot, and you always, without fail, make him look really futuristic when in fact you're trying to build something like which would actually be doable in our time, right? Right. So this Mecha Godzilla was just. I don't want to say bare bones. He had a lot of like technology in him and a lot of different perks and weaponry and stuff like that, but it wasn't over the top, right? It's not like somehow this company got technology from 400 years in the future and he's like levitating and stuff like that. You know, it was very realistic. I thought. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, if you look back to older films, Mechagodzilla was a guy in a costume, right? <laughs> so, yeah, they which all is were. awesome. They all were and, on and wires floating around. If you're gonna, if you're gonna um, try to recreate that a little bit, like I think it's kind of cool that they're like, oh, we're gonna make these monsters right look a little more personable. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. if you like the original, so there's the original uh, Godzilla versus King Kong movie. Yeah, from the 60s. There's this awesome fight scene at the end, which nobody wins. There's no winner in that. Right. Fight. It's it's very it's ridiculous. Vague. Very vague. Um, and at the end, it's it's an epic fight. I mean, for how comical it for is. guys in I mean, suits, it's they're pretty they're good. fighting each other through a building at one point. And they look like little little yeah. children and smacking the, and each that, other in the face. That is and, honestly one of the most famous scenes from that movie. And in particular, when people think about Godzilla versus Kong back in the '60s, that's the image that comes to mind: is them on both sides of that Japanese castle. And they just tear, tear through the castle. They want to get to each other so bad, they're just tearing this castle apart. And finally, they get through the castle, and they just both go over a cliff. And then you don't... I mean, you see Kong swimming off, but you don't really see Godzilla. Um, and a big point of contention is, well, who actually won that fight? I'm like, well, neither no one, one of them. Did. No one. <laughs> well, no, it, it my, was even. my favorite part about that whole scene is when Kong runs away for a little bit and yeah. he hides behind the rock and when Godzilla walks past him Kong's trying to grab his tail yeah that and like was funny. misses and then he grabs it again and <laughs> yeah. there's great great physical comedy oh when there there is but there's also great combat between the two and I think if you go back and you watch that show 
and you can get past some of the more hokey looking things and you just let yourself be carried away with it. That part where he grabs his tail and Godzilla basically uses his tail, hits him away from him, turns around and he gives Kong a blast with his atomic breath at point blank range. And Kong steps back, looks down at his hands, which are kind of on fire and smoking, and the two of them just come together, and it's just an absolute brawl. That is what people wanted, and that's what they got. That, that's what they got with this latest one. I, I loved it. Yeah, and, and something that people, these days, people don't understand and they don't appreciate all the time that went into They built those sets. Oh, yeah. Like these huge sets. Um, every tiny little you, trees, tiny little yeah. buildings. Every light um, that's on in the buildings is a little bulb that yes. somebody went in there and put up. Yeah, it, it, and that's that's insane. The amount of uh, like work that goes into that, which kind of reminds me of Star Wars and the original Star Wars. Most of all the not it technically isn't a practical effect, but all the most of the all effects is hand painted yeah. art that they put into the film. Well, Toho which takes still does so it. Long. Toho still when they make their movies now. They still make those sets, and they hold up pretty good. Um, and honestly, you usually end up, and I think honestly, so like for instance with Jurassic Park, they used multiple different types of effect, you know, mm-hmm. with CGI, puppetry, and animatronics. Yeah. You When you use everything and you kind of use your whole wheelhouse, you get the best looking movies. So right. if you're using that art, um, building those, those sets it's going to look better. Well, that's why uh, the movie Tremors still holds up pretty well today is because they used all three CGI, puppetry. You're talking um, about the original Tremors, mm-hmm, the first Tremors. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's one of the reasons why it's held up so well. So, And um, Kevin Bacon. And Kevin Bacon, <laughs> yeah. But, um, but I understand they wouldn't let him dance in the film. Really? Dancing was that was forbidden. like a thing that was li- in that <laughs> town. <laughs> I thought you were serious. Huh? No, no. But I was they, like, wait, was that like, like in the contract? They're like Kevin dance, uh, Kevin Bacon. You got to quit dancing. Quit dancing. It's like that. It's like that uh, scene on Parks and Rec with the city manager. He's like, quit. He's sick. He's like, quit pooping. <laughs> they're like, so quit dancing. Kevin that kind of reminds me of the movie RPD. Um, are you familiar? RPD. It's got Kevin Bacon, uh, Ryan Reynolds. R.I.P.D. Um, R.I.P.D. Sorry. Yeah. What did yeah. I say? R.P.D. Yeah. I was <laughs> no, like, no, no, this R-I-P-D. sounds like a Russian grenade So the Rest launcher. in Peace department, it's based off yeah. of a comic book series. That was um, really that funny. Ryan Reynolds. It's a really funny movie. And you know what? Kind of like after it came out, it kind of like died out. Like people didn't keep talking about it or anything. But I still watch it every once in Kev- a while. It's, yeah, it's yeah. It's funny. a good movie. But Kevin Bacon's the bad guy in that movie. And he's yeah. got this swagger. And like... Every time you see him in a scene, you're like, he's about to start dancing, and he never does. So every time you see him, like, he's going to dance. Yeah, here he comes. Here, here he comes. And he doesn't dance. He's holding it in. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, back to Godzilla. You were able to bring some figurines, some of your collectibles. Yeah, I did. Um, first of all, so when did you, like, what was your first thing that you, Godzilla, like, memorabilia, mm-hmm. that you actually collected and, and got? Uh, I would say it is going to be... Uh, this piece here. Hold on one second. Let me. And you'll have to kind of describe it. Yeah. Let me. Uh, let me just grab everything I need. And I will post some pictures of this memorabilia, if that's all right with you, Zach, yeah, on my yeah, Instagram, and so you guys can go and check totally that out fine. and kind of have a visual aid of what you're seeing uh, yeah, or what you're hearing about. That's totally fine. So, so what I have right here, um, this was actually made in. Um, it was actually made in 1993 uh, by Bandai. And Bandai were really one of the first ones that were making 
um, making Godzilla collectibles. Um, kind of... That, there were certain little things like Godzilla Wars, which I, I have a couple of those. I don't have a lot of them. I have a lot of Bandai, but Bandai were really the ones that first kind of got into it. And so um, when I was young, I, I didn't even know that they had these out here. And, uh, you know, I had started watching Godzilla on a Cartoon Network. You remember they had that old, like, show where it was like Godzilla and Godzuki, that little, like, reject uh, dinosaur. I do not thing. You don't that remember that? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that, that's the original show that I, I started watching. And I would just watch that. It came on, like, Cartoon Network. Well, then um, I saw a movie called Godzilla vs. Megalon. My, my mom brought me home a, a two VHS set of Godzilla vs. Megalon and Godzilla vs. the Sea Monster, which were made, uh, again, in the 60s. And this was, there were a couple different eras of Godzilla, like movies. Uh, this was the Showa area. I'm sorry, not area, era. And this was when Godzilla was largely a protector, uh, a friend to humanity. Mm. And so I actually have, I actually tracked down and found online a unopened copy of that uh, same set. Of that same set. I actually have it right here in my hand. Azariah, Azariah and Ashby. We have watched that old they set have that watched you had. That, <laughs> they have watched that with me, and, and that's how they got into Godzilla, was watching these two. Um, so I'm proud to say I introduced them to that, just like they introduced me to like uh, Davy Crockett and, and other things like that. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I just I saw that, and I was instantly hooked. And I get it, Farm Boy from Records County just instantly hooked on it and just wanted more and more and more. And, uh, I remember when my parents divorced, when I was around 10 years old in particular, I really, really delved deep into Godzilla. Like that's when I was like, I really just, you know, I think I was just looking for something and that's yeah. what I landed on. And that actually kind of hits. I mean, we honestly, this podcast is fun and we, you know, have a good time with it, but that kind of, that, personal aspect mm -hmm. of it we the reason we get drawn to movies and tv shows and certain fandoms um like oh i just love godzilla and you you become a fan of something like that um is often because we we need an escape right yeah there's something um, that and, happens in reality yeah, and often we can get we can re relate to characters in such fandom or or be drawn to it in one way or the other uh, and it kind of helps us get through, mm -hmm. and that's why we get attached to it. Usually, it's a hard time, yeah, um, like that. And like the the crossover is like, all right, what what can we take away from these fandoms to say, all right, my life is also, you know, like there are good, right. there's beauty in life, um, and it doesn't necessarily have to just be this this particular fandom, mm -hmm. but you know, my life is valuable, and you yeah. actually can really well, enjoy it, it life adds, more. That. It adds a degree of meaning to your life when you have something yeah. that you enjoy. And this was actually, two, I'm sorry, 2001 when I got this. Mm -hmm. So I would have been nine years old. So I was really young. And uh, that. so this, this one that I have in my hand was the first one. And I remember, um, I guess my mom just knew that I had been down. And she said, hey, these they have these online. Do you want one? And this was back before like Amazon Prime, like to where you ordered it and it was there next day. And mom ordered me one. I think it was maybe twenty dollars back then. And 
two weeks. I had to wait two weeks. But <laughs> I remember I got back from Lake Robertson, the pool down there, mm-hmm. and it was it, the box was hanging from the mailbox, and I knew I was like, "That's it." And sure enough, it was. I still can remember how this smelt when it came out. Just the fresh plastic. I know it sounds a little. Do, a little do you know when it was manufactured? Uh, I would say around 2001. If I had to guess, I might say it on the foot right there. But the guy, which is funny, because this this is a this is a remake of the '60s Godzilla. Right? No, this this is the Heisei. This is like Heisei, the '90s so, version. Oh, 90, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I do. It have... looks the face. Maybe they just. I guess they stuck with the stuck stuck with the older look on his face. I guess. Yeah, they, they did. They did a little bit of tweaking uh, with it, but yeah, that's. Um, that was my first one right there, and I absolutely, I would not give that thing up for anything. Uh, and you know they're clunky. It's not like today you have these figurines where they can, you can pose them a hundred different ways, and whatnot. With these, it's not the case. You have six or seven different. That's right, surprise. That's right, sitting here. <laughs> I'm playing with it, playing with it because it's awesome. Um, I will say that I'm I'm really glad I kept the tags. Yeah, that was like. Well, and that's, you know, it's nice to have that also. If you never even plan on selling your collectibles, mm-hmm. the tag is awesome to have because it kind of gives you a little more for information. Also, you can get a serial number and yeah, things like yeah. that and look them well, up. Well, they're, they're worth more. Like, And I've got this box here. It's a little cedar chest. And when I was little, this was like the most important thing to me. I, I had it to where I was so afraid somebody was going to take it. I would put a stamp on it every time I went into it. <laughs> and that way I would count the stamps. And if so, I don't know what I was thinking with it. But <laughs> top, I even, well, so you wrote top secret on top of it. But I misspelled um, secret. Yes, I see that. S-E-A-R-A-T-E. C-rate. C-rate. Get on my C-rate. So when you, how old do you think you were when you wrote that? Oh, I was nine. Yeah, it was. I, I remember as soon as I took the tag off of that one, I was like, I need to keep that. I don't know why. I just, I just figured I need to keep it. And I, I'm standing here, and I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven tags on here of different things, and all, and I've got them all here. I've got all of the figures here as well. I've even got my ticket from when I saw. Uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters back in 2019. That's even in there. So I put little special things like that. Yeah. Well, it, so something that's awesome is I remember you having these figurines when we were kids and mm-hmm. we would play with them. I oh, mean, yeah. we definitely played with them. And then you called us one time and you were like, you got to come up. I just got a Godzilla video game for the GameCube. Oh yeah. <laughs> and we were like, what? Yeah. And and that, that really, really was a game changer. <laughs> yeah. That game. And then, uh, this, uh, I think it was destroy all monsters on the PlayStation. You remember that PlayStation yeah. two came out and the original GameCube one had a few monsters, but then the PlayStation one had all of them. Everyone from like the nineties down was on there. And I think one of the two thousands ones too, but um, but I started collecting the figures and then I went to a book fair and I was just looking around and I found this, it's called the official Godzilla compendium. And basically a bunch of people got together and they put together everything, all of the facts about the movies made up through the nineties. Um, starting with Godzilla 1954, all the way up through 93, which was the last Toho, like one of the the one of the last like original Toho movies was then. right. So Godzilla 1954. 54. What yeah. film was that? 
that that is the very first one that monster it, mania no no oh it, that's the page number is 94 <laughs> yeah no godzilla 54 that is the 1954 is what i'm talking about the year that's why they mm-hmm. say like godzilla right. 54 uh, but that was when he first made his appearance and you know they had lots of different things um lots of different things were happening in cinema at that time like monster movie wise i mean you had like frankenstein uh werewolves and stuff like that but and japan decided to go huge japan's like (laughs) what if there was a monster (laughs) like a big monster really big and you know the japanese have always been in particular very um very impacted by like nuclear weapons and so godzilla for them was almost like an anti-nuclear weapons movie like that's the right. that's the spirit behind it well you know, considering the time frame the, the birth of godzilla comes at right. a very crucial time for that right. idea and they lay that at the feet of world war ii basically that's that's when it's it's created um but yeah 54 uh, the world just changed because that that movie just captured people nationwide americans japanese worldwide like other things weren't doing and then they come back and there's another movie called godzilla raids again where it's another godzilla that comes out and then that's when they just like take off from there yeah so like we said over over 36 films probably yeah i mean we know that there's 36 feature films um and all kinds of stuff and of course you get all the merchandising with the Mm -hmm. figurines um they're awesome uh, so, what would you say is your favorite Godzilla film? Oh gosh, that's kind of hard. Uh, I would say that my favorite. Can I answer by era? Sure. Like, okay. Sure. So my favorite Showa era um, Godzilla film would have to be uh, Godzilla versus Megalon, and that's like with Jet Jaguar. Mm-hmm. You remember that one? Yeah. That, that one is just epic. Um, Showa started something with Godzilla, and that is he always makes a heck of an entrance. Every every time he does anything, he makes a heck of an entrance. With a great music. With great music, yeah. And the music is what is really, I think, uh, addictive about Godzilla, too. If you, if you hear, it's funny, Harrison, my son, he's three years old. I have a book, a bedtime book about Godzilla. That's awesome. And he goes, that's Saga. And I don't know why he calls Godzilla Saga, but he said, that's Saga. And everywhere we go, that's Saga. Like, if he sees Godzilla, he calls it Saga. Well, you should have always called him Gojira. Gojira. Yeah, but the other uh, the other day, even, I was listening to, like, my soundtracks, and I said, Harry, who is this? He said, that's Saga. And it was the Godzilla soundtrack. You got to raise them right, that's, people. That is awesome. Um, but, yeah, the, the soundtrack is iconic. Um, so I'd say Godzilla versus Megalon. That's an incredible movie. You should check it out. With the uh, Heisei era, which you have Showa, Heisei, and then you have like post Heisei and then uh, Monsterverse. Those are like the Monsterverse is the legendary. Yeah, that's the legendary stuff. Uh, With the Heisei, I've got to give it to Godzilla versus Destroya, the very last one. That one is epic. Yeah, yeah. That that one is just pedal to the metal from the minute the movie comes on and for those of you that don't know uh godzilla is basically melting down he is in there in the lore he is like basically the equivalent of a nuclear reactor inside of him and it's like and most of the movie you think 
this is the end of Godzilla. Like, right, you, you, right. you get the feeling, uh... Right, yeah. So, there's, a, there's a sense of impending doom. Heisei came out and said, this is the end. This is the last one we're going to make. And so everybody was like, all right, well, this has got to be... It, it's got to be like the Avengers Endgame yeah. of oh, Godzilla. Which didn't exist then, but... Right, right. <laughs> um, so they wind up... Godzilla, like, torches Hong Kong, and he's going to uh, implode, basically he's going he's going to like melt down and they're actually afraid that it's going to like cause an extinction level event on earth but his son who's called Godzilla Jr. yes there's another Godzilla in the the movies but it's an adolescent right and when he i don't know if it's when he first appears or not he's riding around with these two guys in a little truck like this old no, that's guy, old man yeah, that's yeah. Showa. Oh yeah, yeah, but Godzilla. totally different. But that's his first. Yeah. That's his first introduction, the, right? The, the one I'm handing you now, I'm actually handing as a ride the Godzilla Junior figure that I have. Oh, okay. Um, which is rare. Trust me, that's like that's a rare one to find. Little um, tiny spines. Yeah, but but basically, he is right at the. He's like a teenager essentially, and so there's this, uh, there's this microorganism that is left over from the oxygen destroyer, which was used in the first movie to kill Godzilla. And basically this thing is like a bunch of microorganisms that coalesce together to form one big thing. And so they're they Godzilla is following Godzilla Jr. and they're like, well we can use Godzilla Jr. to kill this thing. And so they bring Godzilla Jr. to Tokyo. He battles that the uh the microorganism which is called um Destroya. I'm sorry, I almost called him Ghidorah. Uh, he battles Destroya, which is like the the boss of all of the Godzilla movies, mm-hmm. basically, and defeats him. Well, when they're meeting up together, Godzilla arrives finally, and they're meeting up together at the airport. It comes back, but this time it's like it's huge. It's bigger than Godzilla. It's like a full on. It, it's a lot bigger. I, I have a graph here in the back of this book that really just shows like how big. Um, like the monsters are when you compare them to each other, and this is this is just uh, good for like getting some scale for what exactly that looks like. So, oh yeah, that, that's Godzilla. That's Destroya. He's like a full. He's like a hundred feet taller than him. Basically, he's like really big. Weighs a lot more, a lot bigger. Anyway, so he swoops down, picks up Godzilla Junior, flies him above the city, and drops him from like. However bad, high. That's a bad move. And he dies. He dies. Ugh. Godzilla comes over, tries to revive him. And keep in mind, Godzilla's melting down. He's got all of this incredible power, like, just coming out of him, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so Godzilla goes to war against this thing. And it is it is nothing short of epic. As we're yeah. here shaking yeah, his head. It's a, it's, it's a very, very good it, film. Very it good is, ending. It, it is tit for tat for, like, 20 minutes. And finally... Godzilla, as he's melting down, he just gets this surge of energy, and he just basically nukes that thing. And tell me if I'm wrong, I'm not as much of a fan as you. Is that is that the equivalent of Fire Godzilla or no? That is Fire. Yeah, that's Burning the, Godzilla. That's the Burning Godzilla, Godzilla which yeah. I, I also have that figure here as well. This is this is another one, uh, Burning Godzilla. Um, he, he literally just looks like he's on fire. And is fire that the only time, time you see him as, as Burning Godzilla, or is there... No, you see him later on in the legendary... Uh, MonsterVerse, Burning Godzilla. Makes, you remember uh, Burning Godzilla at the end of Godzilla: King of the Monsters? You remember he like? Oh yeah, because he goes up yeah. into. Doesn't Mothra. he get drug up into like 
not to space, but like yeah, got, Ghidorah drops him, and then Mothra tries to save him, gets killed, and then like whatever her essence is lands on him, and he's melting down at that point because they had to use a nuclear bomb to revive him, and she gives him the ability to vent that out, and at the end he basically just blows up like a bomb. It doesn't blow him up, but it all that gets projected out, and that's how he defeats Ghidorah. So. Basically, the super fans were like, well, what he did to Destroya back in the 90s, we want to, like, repurpose that. And they kind of blended up between, like, the villains and stuff. There's different villains, different storyline, but they take elements out of there. And Burning Godzilla and that one is nothing short of epic. And that leads me to, well, keep in mind, in the 90s, they said that that was the end of Godzilla. Mm. He melts down, releases all this radiation out. And then all of a sudden, they're monitoring the radiation levels, and they start to, like plummet and then they hear godzilla's roar and godzilla jr who had died absorbed all of that radiation and then you see another fully full adult godzilla so godzilla technically lives on it's not the same godzilla it's his son right that's the thing and that's but, pretty but those but that doesn't connect to legendary no it's but, completely but, but, yeah, separate. yeah so so uh, mm-hmm. each of these eras there they consider them as they're standalone yeah, yeah. they're standalone eras um, which is kind of a cool, you know, and the truth is Godzilla probably will never die. We hope not. Like Mm-mm. it's not a fandom that's going to end. No. I kind of wish Star Wars would have ended sometimes. Yeah. But. <laughs> I, wish, I wish Star Wars would have ended, uh, after episode six, but I, I know you're really passionate well, about well, that. Well, they've done, and we won't talk about Star Wars too much because obviously there's too much there, but they've done some good things since, well, since the yeah. prequels, yeah, um, the new things. shows, you know, the movies not being one of them. <laughs> <laughs> the movies are not one of them. The sequel trilogy films, I wish never. Well, you know, it's happened. it's interesting because Godzilla. I think what's going to happen is I think in the next five years they'll explore it some more. Uh, there's already a new Kong movie coming out next year, I believe. I wish they would do less Kong and more Godzilla. Well, but... so Kong didn't shaft Godzilla, so to speak, in this because we thought that's what was going to happen. Uh, Apple announced that. Godzilla, there's going to be a series. There's going to be a Apple TV like ten episode series exploring the timeline between Godzilla 2014 and between Godzilla King of the Monsters. So Godzilla still is getting attention. Um, they're just shifting on to Kong, and the the feeling is they want to try to make it sustainable past the next five years. So it's like Iron Man in uh, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, he's in everything. Eventually, they're going to have to try to pivot away from it, which would be a mistake. You know, they'll they'll have to learn that lesson from Marvel. You know, you get rid of, like, you get rid of Steve Rogers and Tony Stark. Well, what do you have left over? A bunch of secondhand people. You know, right? And Kong just does not have the fan base that Godzilla has, right? Unless and it's people know, like me that are fans of both. The only thing that's sad to me is I thought the legendary Kong movie was really good. Skull Island? Skull Island, yeah. It was really good. It was a yeah. really good film, and it could have been a standalone film. This one's going to be called Son right. of Kong. Son of Kong. Yeah, that's, that's like an old one. There was an old Kong movie called Son of Kong, so they're saying that there's going to be another one of his, because in the... Technically, he's like the last of his race. There's he's that's always the story with Kong. He's always the last one. The, you know, it's funny. That's like the only thing I didn't like about Kong versus Godzilla, or whichever it is, Godzilla versus Kong, is... That whole underworld. You didn't like the Hollow Earth. I mean, no, the Hollow Earth theory it fits with Godzilla, or the whole that whole era of Godzilla, should I say? Mm -hmm. But the whole sequence where the people go down there, oh yeah, I just 
That was kind of weird. It was weird, and it felt slightly out of place. I, w- I will film. say it, w- it was funny, though. Uh, they like, drop him off in Antarctica, and Kong's like, what the heck? Thanks, <laughs> like, guys. Like, he, won- <laughs> like, he can't survive up here. I'm like, well, no duh. <laughs> <laughs> He's but, an ape. But, uh, yeah, I love Godzilla versus Kong. It's not my favorite one. Again, I like King of the Monsters. But Godzilla versus... You probably will hate me for this saying this, but my favorite one probably is destroy all monsters oh from the showa yeah yeah that one is that no it's really good yeah i mean when i say i have a favorite it doesn't mean i hate other ones i I love them all but the, the human story in that one is weird the aliens it's and, always aliens involved uh, in well it. yeah but know. that one's like like weird like, weird yeah weird flesh and you're notice that all and... the aliens in it are still uh, well, I don't want to say all of them. In the Showa era, they're, era, they're all Japanese. <laughs> and then in the Heisei era, they're all white. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that was probably that's probably my favorite one. Although... It is pretty, it is pretty the cool. The one... Mm, they all beat up on Ghidorah and that. The, I guess... Which that's my least favorite villain, by the way. Which is funny because I really loved when he fights Godzilla in... Uh, king of the monsters yeah that i like that version of Ghidorah. i do not like the other ones mm. so which which one is the one that has it's like the opening scene it's not is it is it the one with jet jaguar that the little boys and the little paddle duck that's yeah that's, that's the one with Jack, he's like yeah no, no, that, yeah no that's definitely my second favorite <laughs> yeah. or yeah yeah that's just well that, what about Godzilla great versus movie. the sea monster is that the one Remember, on the island? That's the one with the giant lobster yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's of, a good movie speaking well. of kong that was supposed to be kong by the way Really, they just took Kong they out put, and put uh, a there was like in there was instead? like a disagreement with the studio, and they and Toho stepped in and was like, "Yo, why don't you put Godzilla in there?" And it turned out to be that's another that's probably my second favorite one uh, from the Showa era, if I had to say. But you know, you know what? That makes so much sense now yeah, like for the that lightning. movie. <laughs> well, no, well, I mean, it's just the fact that like Godzilla's contained on this island with these like, you know. You know, island dwellers. It's it, it, know, make, I, it, it does. It makes perfect sense that you know, it's a I King out, Kong movie. I, I read finally what the name of that like secret organization was that was like doing the nuclear stuff on the island there. The Red Bamboo. That's an, that's like their name. You're like, you better watch out, son. The Red Bamboo's gonna get you. <laughs> I was like, don't be intimidated by the Red Bamboo. The Green Bamboo. That's where it's at. <laughs> no. Um, red Bamboo. So, all this to say, because. In truth, uh, Godzilla at times can be an acquired taste, especially early on when you're reading, well, two, either you're reading subtitles or it's dubbed and the dub is like really yeah. bad. Yeah, there, um, there are a couple dubbed versions out there that are really good and then you got some that are terrible. Yeah. And it's like, you just got to suffer through some of them. Yeah, well, and then so like a, a not... A labor of a love. Great, a great movie... You know, like we talked about earlier, the the original King Kong versus Godzilla, mm-hmm. that is a good movie, but man, it is dry. Like the whole, like from the beginning to fighting, the last fight yeah. scene, it's like you, it, it, it's kind of a snooze fest. Um, yeah, that it, is it not is. a movie to start with if no, you're going to get no. into and Godzilla. That's actually, I believe that's the third movie, um, which is which is interesting that that's the the third movie that they went with. Actually, yeah, it was that was the third movie that they made. And I mean, it's, I would say, listen, if you are going to watch these movies, 
I would say watch the first one, find the good version of the first one. There's there's one, I think there's just one dubbed version of it out there because the movie is in English for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, watch that. Watch a couple of different ones like Godzilla vs. Megalon and then go back. Go back and watch Godzilla vs. Kong. You'll enjoy it more once you've kind of wet your feet with it. Um, and I would say if you're out there and you have not watched the new one, you got to watch the old one before you watch the new one to to appreciate you know some of the similarities well yeah because because in truth if you just watch the new ones you're Mm -hmm. not really experiencing the fandom you're just experiencing the certain aspects of the fandom you're like oh big monsters fighting yay if you you do that if you do that and you're like oh i'm a godzilla fan now you're basically the equivalent of the rings of power fan out there oh my goodness that's watched the trailer has gone to comic-con dressed as an elf and you (laughs) think that you are just the shiznit yeah. And I hate to break it to you, but you're not. <laughs> right. Well, and and it's similar to like and and I won't I won't diss people that watch the sequel Star Wars movies and are like, you know, I love Star Wars, but well, That's all they know. In, in it's it, well, they know a bunch of bull is what they know. <laughs> I, I, I shouldn't get in that, but but like mad. we we shouldn't we shouldn't diss those people, but we should encourage them to go back to them. the originals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know what I say? Don't come ruin my fandom. <laughs> well, and and again, I'm joking, I'm um, joking. you know, fandoms are not there for. There are people that are fans of things, like true mm-hmm. fans, and then there are people that are fan fans. Yeah, I well, that, well yeah. what I mean is like those who are in it just for the ride, and those are like, I have studied Godzilla my entire life. Like Which I'm ashamed. <laughs> um, you shouldn't be ashamed. These rats, man. Um, but. You know, it, you if you have a love for something, it's okay to put you, put your time and effort and, yeah. and energy into it. Um, if it brings you um, joy, well, know, I mean, it's it. it's either, as long as you're not like hurting other people. It's you know? either that. <laughs> it's either enjoy these things, or just get absolutely sucked into all of the trash that is happening in in our world today. And you can either make a choice to be watching the news and get so involved in something like that, or you can choose to invest some of your time and your energies into something that like, I feel like Godzilla gives back to me in a way, not monetarily speaking, because I have spent a lot of money and that, and that's another thing we can talk about is collecting a little bit about that. Um, But, you know, it's given back to me in like enjoyment you know, I still enjoy it. Like when I, it, it truly is when I see Godzilla, I'm happy. It makes me happy. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it just, there's something about it. So, um, for me, it has definitely been worthwhile monetarily. No, it hasn't been, but that all depends on how you define enjoyment. You know, do you enjoy having a stack of cash and being miserable or do you enjoy having something that you love that you can share with others. I mean, is it too much to ask for both? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, so Tony Stark people, um, one of the things that's like Godzilla isn't, is art. Like it, it's been mm-hmm. a, cre- it's a creation of art. And what art does is we, we usually, it causes us to reflect and think in our own way. Uh, and so when we watch something, listen to music, look at a painting, all those, all those art forms, um, we're reflecting on any number of things. Right. Uh, and I think that's what makes us connect to art. So when people are creating art, they're like, there's a theme there. And right. so throughout yeah. Godzilla, obviously the main theme is a 
well, I would well, say you at, know, at base, you know what the good versus evil, is? but yeah, it's that, but it's also respect for the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, that is huge. That that's huge in Japanese culture and in Godzilla in particular is, you know, Godzilla in a sense exists because of man, you know, man made him. And that's, that's, it, it, it kind of depends the, on the which Japanese era you're version. in. <laughs> yeah, in the Japanese version. I'm sorry, I should I should have specified. You know, in Legendary's version, he's just an ancient super predator that's been around from the dawn of time. Right. You know, in Japan, they're basically saying, well, we made him. We kind of had to live with what we've done here. And then in Legendary, again, it's environmental awareness, which if you're like me and a show is nothing but getting climate change and stuff like that shoved down your throat, I'm not going to watch it. Okay, but you can talk about environmental issues respectfully and low key enough that you get your point across. And Godzilla does that in the most recent one with Godzilla versus Kong. It it really is a blowout against like corporations, you know, because a single oh, yeah. a single corporation known as Apex. And and if you haven't seen the film, um, you know, I. That's your fault. You They're the bad guys. I'm going to go on. <laughs> it's yeah. been a while. I mean, several years. So Yeah, they, they are the bad guys. And basically, they leverage their assets to create Mechagodzilla, you know, without any sort of oversight. And, uh, I mean, that also kind of speaks to today, you know, and the fact that there are so many corporations like Disney and others that just have massive amounts of power, you know. So Godzilla, in a way, is a lot more than just two monsters fighting now there's lots of that, and I enjoy that, but it's it's more, right? It's more, than and that. and it's so if you were gonna watch just two random creatures fighting, you're you might enjoy that moment, but you're not gonna keep going back and for more, right? It's it's the you know the person of who the character of Godzilla is. It's mm-hmm. it's altogether the theme, and obviously yeah. it makes obviously I think about the music a lot because that same. Pretty oh, much when that you pair same his music, yeah. yeah. Especially that's something Legendary did really well. Uh, um, in particular, starting in the second movie, uh, when Godzilla comes up through the ice in Antarctica, and it's Godzilla's original theme from mm. like the nineties. It's like, oh my gosh! It's that that I will still go Instant back. Instant nostalgia. I will watch that, and I will watch where he arrives in Boston over and over and over again. My wife will come in and be like, really. She's like again. <laughs> she's like again. It's I'm like that guy. I'm like yeah. yeah Emily, I love Emily it. does that to me every now and then. She's like really. <laughs> um, I know. Yeah, I, I know. I know it. the feeling. Um, so we are coming up on the end of our time, which the time has flown by for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, two things. I we talked about it a little bit earlier, but if you were going to start Godzilla, mm-hmm. what what would the first introduction to new people to Godzilla? What would it be? New people. Like, if they've never seen a Godzilla film before. Honestly, I would say that if you are brand new, brand spanky new, and this kind of goes goes a little bit against it, but I, I would honestly say go watch um, go watch Godzilla 1954, and you got to look at it like an investment, okay? You, you've got to look at it that way. I would go watch Godzilla 1954. I would start with that one. And then I would just gradually work my way to the Showa era through that because that all is building to one thing, and that's the legendary version. Yeah, so if you don't have time to watch all of those like dozen movies, then then just go More and than a dozen thirty six. Yeah. If you don't have time <laughs> so to do you're, all you're that, looking at like 
72 hours of yeah, films. Yeah, that's when you're like, hey, honey, clear the schedule <laughs> for the next week. Take We're going to take work. a month off. Yeah, Take off work. No. Um, I would say that everything that is great about Godzilla is encapsulated in the legendary monster versus versions of Godzilla. Godzilla 2014, Godzilla King of the Monsters in 2019, and then also in Godzilla versus Kong. Go there, start there, and just know everything that you're watching came from the Was it just era. last year that King Kong vs. Godzilla came out? Like spring Gosh. of 2021? I think it was 2021. Yes, yeah, so it's been yeah. out a year. Wow, yeah. okay. So it yeah. seems still seems very like popular. And I, and I will say that that movie, the reason why Godzilla vs. Kong will go on for a very long time and be popular is because that's the movie that brought people back to the theater after the pandemic that was the movie that did it that was the first movie that i oh, saw yeah. i drove the all the way to lynchburg show. to see that movie and and people marveled at the fact that so many people were coming out to the theater to see it and i think people, people could not i think I mean... people were just desperate i think people were i think people were desperate to get back to normalcy and who better to bring you back to the theater than godzilla and king kong which when Nobody. you when you think about i mean not many other um characters have been on the screen as long no actually nobody i could test probably no well when you th- maybe ba- batman's well, well, up there that, well people that have like early like king kong is an early black and white movie right. which i believe predates even godzilla you know th- they've been around of of the movies that are out now they have been around the longest and again i say who better to come back to the theater right. to see than them yeah i think i can i can probably confidently say that successful wise as well as long time running character mm-hmm. and and or series um godzilla is definitely probably number one i can't yeah. i can't think of another yeah. Go- godzilla is perhaps the flagship fandom i think that's a good way i think that's a good way to put it oh, yeah. um but i remember i just saw if you say what are you grateful for talking about like what what have you gained out of your love and compassion well not compassion uh well you couldn't call it compassion but your my love and affection for Godzilla, it would be that that is the movie that I saw breathe life back into people that brought them back to the theater to see children in the theater again, smell the popcorn again, you know, uh, to, to, and I remember I took my whole family, you guys too, mm-hmm. you, Emily Ashby, uh, Aaron and Bethany, my, my sister-in-laws and my wife and my mom. I mean, we just went to the movies as a family again for the first time. And I don't know how long. And I will forever be grateful to the people at Legendary for that, for letting my return be Godzilla. That was perfect. If that was where they stopped, I would have been happy, but I'm pumped they're moving on. Yeah, it's very good. All right. Well, again, Zach, thank you so much for coming over and having this conversation with me. Um, We will have to see you guys next week. And I will post pictures of the Godzilla's on or at least the collection on instagram so you guys can check that out keep in mind this is just the tip of the iceberg (laughs) collection wise (laughs) i'm very proud of it (laughs) yes he is all right you guys have a good week we'll see you next time bye